We're hungry. We're thirsty. We're hungry. We're thirsty. We're hungry. We're thirsty. We're desperate. We're desperate. We're desperate. We want you, God. We're hungry. We're thirsty. We're hungry. We're thirsty. to see you guys just giving people time while we are waiting we are listening to the wonderful and amazing psalmist rain hey my mama is on all the way from Huntsville Alabama so good to see you Miss Reverend Lola Rock Spearman that's my mama y'all she says hey baby girl hello beautiful Bermuda just giving people time to chime in, but while you are jumping on, go ahead and hit that share button. Let's get the word out there to as many people as we possibly can. Y'all, when I tell y'all that this is my cardio song, I am not playing. This is my cardio song. Whenever I'm doing some form of cardio, I'm listening to Psalmist Lane. If you have not grabbed her latest album, I encourage you, go after this, go and download it to any digital platform. And I'm telling you, it will bless your life. Don't drive with it, though. <laughs> Did I messed you up. Hey, I see Miss Carmelita Miller is on. So awesome to see you, woman of God. Hey, good afternoon, Dorney. She says, Pastor and KDC family. Afternoon to you. Hallelujah, guys. It is so awesome to see each and every single one of you. I am so thankful for you. Thankful for your support on a weekly basis. If it was not for you, we would not be able to do this. And so I'm just so thankful for you once again. And I want to say also a wonderful good afternoon, or it could be evening there, or it could be morning. And uh, other nations, you guys, 
guys that are tuning in right now. We know that we have people that are tuning in through the Fishbowl Radio Network in America. We have people that are tuning in from Russia. Uh, we have people that are tuning in from Iran and Iraq, the wonderful, amazing UK, who is our covering country. And so we're just so thankful for people from around the world that tune in on a weekly basis to Wednesdays are for women. Isn't God good? It's so amazing. And I see um, Miss Outerbridge, Miss Vanetta Outerbridge Ferber is tuned in. She says, good evening. So I'm sure that she's tuning in from the UK. So awesome to have you on with us, woman of God. Miss Mika Augustus is tuned in as well. So awesome to have you on here as well. So yeah, we're so thankful for the nations. We thank God for you and for your weekly support as well. And once again, we would not be able to do what we do if it was not for each and every single one of you supporting uh, weekly. And uh, once again, we're so thankful for you. I see Prophet is Crockwell is on. So awesome to have you on here with us, woman of God. Blessings to you too. And so, yes, y'all, oh my God. So we're just going to go ahead and dive right into um, our discussion. I see Aunt Jackie is on. So awesome to have you on here as well. So we're going to dive right in because I don't know if you guys have been looking at uh, social media this week. I know a lot of us, you know, we are busy. There's different things that's going on. So if you have not, if you have not been tuned into social media this week, you have really missed some stuff that's going down. Now, I do want to put a disc disclaimer out there. I'm not, what I'm about to share with you is not gossip. This is something that was put out on YouTube by the amazing Kirk Franklin. If you don't know who Kirk Franklin is, girl, where you been? Have you been hiding under a rock? Because we know him from, uh, for, uh, all of the, for his musical talent, uh, his writing abilities, the, the many people that he, he has uh, touched and caused their music to go to another level. I mean, what hasn't Kurt done that we, our generation uh, was not a part of or did not, what, did not have an opportunity to partake in? And um, if you know anything about his story, now this is something that I didn't know about him, but if you know anything about his story, you'll know that he came from a, a, a broken background. And it, what I find so amazing about it all is that now we see how he is able to operate in the anointing that he operates in because you understand how the anointing works. The anointing only flows out of a person's life when they have gone through great crushing. And that is exactly what he went through. And so um, if you don't know what I'm referring to, he put out a mini documentary on YouTube. And when I tell you, everybody has been talking about it. Everybody has been talking about this documentary and every person that has watched it, every person has said that they they've ended they ended the documentary 
crying real tears. I mean, I must have got in like five minutes into it. Now, let me also add this. There's going to be some spoiler alerts on here. So if you have not watched it, um, you have a choice. You can either stay on and you can hear some spoilers. Now, I'm not going to tell everything. Or uh, you can um, log off right now and maybe come back and watch the replay after you um, watch after you watch it. And I want to say also a wonderful good afternoon to my husband that is always here with me, always here with you as well. Love him so much and I'm thankful for his support. But yes, guys, he put out a mini documentary on YouTube and when I watched that bad boy, I must have been like three minutes in and I was already crying. And so basically what it's about is he went his whole life. You watched it, Carmelita? Before I get into it, let me let me see by a, by a show of hearts or one one ones, how many of you were able to view it? Let me see. Let's get this conversation going. And if you have any um, any uh, thing that you want to say in the comments, feel more than welcome to put it in there because we're going to talk about this. I mean, I feel like what he talked about is something. It's a conversation that is very much needed, especially in the body of Christ, because so many of us have experienced rejection or abandonment in some kind of way. And I see the one, one, ones, I saw the heart. So it looks like the majority of us, we have seen it, but yes, some just, uh, just about all of us that's on here, we can all say that we've experienced some type of rejection. We, we can all say that we experienced some type of hurt, some type of pain in our life, in our lifetime. And so that's exactly what his whole life was about. He was adopted. Um, he And one of the things that he said in the documentary is that the woman who adopted him, he said that there wasn't a day that went by that she didn't let him know that he was adopted. So he was aware that that was not his real mom. And we know that like any child, they're going to want to know who are my real people? Who am I really related to? You know, one thing um, concerning my family, my mother's maiden name, and she's on here, and I know she wouldn't mind me telling this story, but my mother's maiden name is Ross, but that's not our real family. Um, when her father was born, he was also taken in by a family. And of course, as you know, whenever you're taken in by a family, you take on their name. Um, because, But because of the situation, you know, a lot of the racism back then, a lot of the stuff that black people endured, um, he, uh, he didn't really get an opportunity to discover what, who he, who he really is, what family he belonged to. So still to this day, and as far as I know, and mama, you can correct me if I'm wrong, still to this day, my family has not been able to really locate who we're really related to. So we just go by Ross, but that's not really our blood relatives. And so, like I said a moment ago, a lot of us, we, we know the pain and we know the, the frustration of feeling with rejection, of dealing with rejection, rejection and abandonment. And so Kirk Franklin, 
You know, he's wondering who's my real people. And more than anything, as a young boy, he's wondering who's my father. Come on, if you're just tuning in, I do want to wish a wonderful good afternoon to you. And I'm just letting you know right now, we are talking about the documentary that Kirk Franklin put out uh, this past week. If you have not been able to view that, I definitely encourage you get somewhere and view that as soon as you possibly can. But do it after this broadcast. Hey, Miss Sherry. Hi. Hey, Crystal. I see you, Crystal. You saw it too. I see your one, one, one. Yeah. My mama said that is correct. It is very perplexing. And so that's just something that my family has dealt with for years. They did the ancestry.com and nothing has come up. And we pray that one day somebody is able to finally let us know um, you know, who our family is. But until then, you know, God has been with us every step of the way. Miss Carmelita said, Pastor, the pain is real when you have family out there knowing that you need to connect with them. Absolutely, because family is everything. And so, Kurt, you know, as a young boy, Wow, look at that. Look how many people have experienced that. I'm telling you, it's such a real thing. But Kirk, as a young boy, of course, he's wondering who's my father. And so he goes, he goes years believing that this certain guy uh, that he was told uh, was his dad. He goes certain years believing that that was his father. This man ends up passing away. And of course, you know, as a young boy, uh, as, as a young boy, he's feeling like, you know, why didn't you ever come look for me? Why didn't you ever come take me in? What could I have done that was so bad that you didn't ever come look for me? You know, why is it that I had to go through my adult stages? Uh, I had to raise my own children, not really knowing, not really knowing how to love my children from a fatherly perspective, because I never, I never had one. And so y'all to make a long story short, he ends up getting word that he could, that there's another guy that could possibly be his dad. And of course, you know, he's thinking to himself like this can't be true because I know who my daddy is. I buried my daddy. I, I, I forgave my father for what he did to me. And so don't tell me that I got to go back through this again. Here's the thing, y'all. This is where the story gets juicy. Because if you if you've seen the documentary, you will know who this person is when I say her name. Deborah. Come on, somebody type in the comment section, Deborah. Deborah, we are hashtagging and we are going to talk about you on today, but not in a bad way, but we just going to talk about what they showed us on the documentary. Deborah is something else, girl. Lord have mercy. And so there it is, Miss Carmelita. <laughs> Y'all are too funny. Deborah. Yep. Girl, like to, to it, it's it's one thing that you know you find out that you know mama might have rolled in a bunch of beds when she was younger and she really don't know who your father is but it's a whole nother thing y'all when you don't want to admit that this man could possibly be the daddy because you want to be right i mean i don't know about y'all but that scene alone made me angry and it 
made me sad because all I could do was think about baby Kirk. All I could do was think about young, this young boy, Kirk, that's just looking for, just looking for a father, looking to, looking to, 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 to come to the understanding that could there have been a, a man out there that did want me or did I really grow up not being wanted? So this new man that has come on the scene that believes that he could be Kirk Franklin's daddy, he ends up doing a mouth swab. He gives it to Kirk because he feels that Kirk should be the one to find out he didn't want to go and get the DNA tested behind his back and then blast it all on social media because you know that that's normally what people would do. I mean, it's Kirk Franklin. Come on, who wouldn't want to blast on social media that, hey, that's my son, I just got the DNA results. You know, some people will do that just for fame. It's not that they want to reconcile, but it's more so, you know, that they want to make a name for themselves. So I respect him for not wanting to do that. But of course, you know, they go and they get the DNA test and they find out that it was true, that this man was indeed his father. And it it was such an emotional scene when the father realized that Kirk Franklin was his dad. The DNA test came back 99.99999%. You round it up and you get 100%. So, of course, you know, it was really emotional. But like I said a moment ago, what hurt the most is seeing the denial of the mother. Y'all, did y'all see the scene where they were sitting at the table? And she had her sister, Sandra, with her. And uh, she was like, I'm telling you that this isn't true. And we know, we understand that science, science does not lie. DNA does not lie. It, when the DNA says that this is what it is, you have to go by that. But uh, what I found is so interesting is those are the levels that people will go to just so that they can be right. Let me tell you something. And it's not just Miss Deborah that deals with that. Many of us, we deal, we will go to our grave in denial about something that we know is right, but we don't want to be told that we were wrong. But the thing of it is when we do that, Look how it hurts people. Did you see how he wept? He said, look, eight-year-old me needs to hear you say that this is my dad. And she still denied it. I mean, let me tell y'all something. At the end of the day, pride is the most vicious spirit that you can ever come into covenant with. Pride will jack up your family. Pride will jack up. It will jack up your relationships. It will jack up marriages. Pride will jack up your life. Let me tell you something. As a matter of fact, pride is one of the seven sins that God hates. Now, you know that it's a serious thing when God lists seven different sins 
that he hates pride is one of them because as we know pride is the thing that caused the enemy to lose his seat or to lose his spot in heaven and so whenever let me tell you how you know that you're dealing with pride i like that prophet is pride and deception Ooh, that's really good let me tell you how you know that when you're dealing with pride pride will not let you admit when you were wrong when you are wrong it will um baby you will buy the person a bag of candy i have seen people go out of their way and buy gifts for people that they know that they did wrong and and not say sorry and they'll act like the person is supposed to interpret the gift as their way of saying, oh, I guess this is their way of saying sorry. Let me tell you something. You buying gifts for people is not the same as saying sorry. You buying gifts for people is not the same as saying, as saying I was wrong. And if you think that it is the same, let me tell you something. You are dealing with a very dangerous situation because whoever it is that you have wronged, whoever it is that you have hurt, they just heard you say that you, they, even though you didn't say this, but this is what your actions are saying. They just heard you say, or they heard your actions say that I would rather go out and buy you something expensive than to tell you that I'm sorry. Let me tell you something. One of the ways, and this is, here's the deal, y'all. Can I be real with y'all? Can I sit on y'all's couch this afternoon? One of the ways that I have stayed married for the time, for the amount of years that I've stayed married is because I have learned and am still learning how to say sorry, how to be quick to apologize. And y'all know how it is. Sometimes you don't want to apologize. Have you ever been in a moment or have you ever experienced a time in God where you weren't even the person in the wrong? You were the one that was done wrong and God still makes you apologize? What is that? That is called love because love keeps no record of wrong. Let me tell you something. I'm sick and tired of believers, people that go to church that will sit up here and that will keep records of your wrongs. They'll write down what you did and when you did it. I Let me tell you something. I remember talking to a certain person some years ago and we were, we were talking about some things that she was going through in her marriage. And let me tell you something, this person, they ended up admitting that they were, they were recording certain times where, you know, they were getting into certain spats with a certain somebody they were recording it they were writing it down and writing down the time so that when the moment came they could throw it back in the person's face that's not love because how do we know what love is well look at what jesus did for us on the cross and let me tell you something this is difficult because we as human beings especially as women the first thing that we're going to want to do is take a picture and write it down 
you do me wrong, guess what I'm going to do? I'm taking a picture and I'm writing it down. I am, I am going to dialogue this just in case if you want to come around again. Now, I want to explain something. There is a difference between you, you um, understanding that understanding how a toxic person operates and saying, you know what? I'm not going to work with that person no more because they're toxic. Sorry, guys. They mean well, but they just made a mistake, and um, they just made a mistake, and you're you're holding it against them. There's a there's a difference on that, and so you have to be able to decipher between the two. When it comes to toxic people, no, write that down and remember that. Because you going back again and working with somebody or getting in a relationship with somebody that you know is toxic, that is dangerous for you. Because toxic people, toxic people, if you continue to roll with them, they're going to end up making you sick. If you continue to, to, to operate with them, if you continue to be in a relationship with them, they're going to end up making you sick and you don't have time for that. But when someone is genuine and they're just making mistakes, you don't have the right to keep a record of how many times they've made the mistake. What in the world? Like I was saying a moment ago, if you want to know what love really looks looks like, you go back and you look at what Jesus did for us on the cross. He knew every single one of our mistakes. He knew every single one of our downfalls, and yet he still decided to forgive us of it. And he said that when I forgive you of your sin, I will remember it no more. And so, you know, back to Miss Deborah, you know, it really broke my heart to see that somebody could be in denial of something that's right in front of you. And that's how it is, you guys, with individuals that are dealing with pride. You can prove to them that you did this. You can prove to them that this is what happened. And they'll be like, no, it didn't, because in their mind, it really didn't or in their mind, they have convinced themselves that they did not do it. And they convinced themselves that they did not do it so that it could so that it could make them feel good. So that they don't have to feel bad. So that they won't have to. If I convince myself that I didn't really do that, then um, then I can live with what I did. But let me tell you something, that is a very dangerous road to go down because eventually you're hurting somebody by ignoring the fact that you did say this. Come on, I feel forgiveness on today flowing through here. And I think that what was so beautiful about his story is that he was able he was able to still to still move on and and not hold it against her now was he angry about the situation was he hurt about the situation i'm sure that he was we was hurt about the situation and angry about the situation and it wasn't even our situation so i know that he walked away hurting i know that he walked away a bit frustrated but let me tell you what forgiveness looks like 
when you are able to let the person go and you are able to move forward with the next thing that God has for you. Will you know when you're walking in unforgiveness towards somebody, when it's been three years, it's been 30 years since the incident and we are still holding a grudge against that person. We are still avoiding that person. We can't move past what they did to us. Let me tell you something. Unforgiveness is poison because what the enemy does is he tries to convince us that if you roll your eyes at her, that you'll hurt her. Let me tell you something. Some of these people that you are holding a grudge against and that you're rolling your eyes at, some of these people could care less. Could, could, they, don't, they don't even know why you're rolling your eyes at them. They don't even know that they wronged you. Some people, some people are just so off and they're so used to hurting people that they don't even realize that they hurt you and so what do we do we end up avoiding them not speaking to them rolling our eyes at them when we see them on the street we don't speak to them hardly thinking that we are hurting them let me tell you something you ain't doing nothing to them come on i feel the holy ghost on this some of us today we need to let some people go because they're not thinking about you you're not really affecting them they're moving on with their life and then and let me tell you what ends up happening we end up turning on social media and this is what facebook does facebook will recommend people to you talking about some y'all got a a lot of friends and coming how come y'all ain't friends yet facebook be recommending people to you that you ain't spoke to in years don't you know facebook that i know that they're on here but i don't want to friend them because i don't want to i don't want to see them because i can't stand the looks of them come on here something now, again, I want to make this very clear. There is a difference between you trying to avoid somebody that you know is toxic. Let me tell you what a toxic person looks like. A toxic person is someone that cannot keep any friends. A toxic person is someone that always is pointing the finger at everybody else and never pointing it at themselves. It's never their fault. It's always everybody else's fault. It's I never did anything wrong. You did me wrong. That is the power of a toxic person. And let me tell you something right down through here. We have to be very careful that we are not those toxic people. But a person that is a person that is not toxic, a person that has the love of God in their heart, they are quick to say, okay, let me take a look and see where I went wrong. Even if I did feel or I do feel like I was wronged, let me go and take a look still and see, is there any kind of way that I can make this better? What can I do? What can I do to mend the situation? I found myself having to do that at times. You know, sometimes uh, one thing that we have to really guard against, especially in the body of Christ, is offense. And we're going to be diving over into that topic next week. And I really appreciate Kirk Franklin because when he could have taken on offense, can you imagine your mama, the DNA is in front of her telling her that this man is the dad and you're still denying it. 
you could you have every right to be offended come on let's go there even now and it's crazy because the majority of the time the people that offend you are the people in the church come on because offense offense is like it's like a poison it will spread if you if somebody doesn't call it out and recognize it for what it is it will keep spreading this meaning that you meaning that if you walk in offense you are more than likely to offend somebody else and then when they walk in the offense, they are more than likely to offend somebody else. And it just keeps going. It just keeps spreading until finally someone stands up and says, I'm not going to allow hatred to fill my heart no more. Now, after, after this, after I let you go and after I release you from my heart, I might not invite you back over my house no more. Come on, let me talk to those of you that are so um, naive and that keep on letting these crazy people in your house. How come you keep giving that ninja a chance, knowing good and well that he's crazy? If he cheated, oh, I don't even know why. Uh, if he cheated on his last girlfriend or on his last wife, and he got with you, you were the mistress. What in the world makes you think that he's not gonna try to do the same thing with you? What you got that she ain't got? You got the same parts that she has, that she that she has. Ain't no way in the world. And you know, this is what we do to make ourselves feel like we are justified to do what we did. Well, you know, if she knew how to work it right, she would be able to hold on to a man. No, let me tell you something. He going to get tired of you just like he got tired of her and just like he got tired of the one before her and so on. And so why? Because he's toxic. She's toxic. When that thing is in your heart, when toxicity is on the inside of you and you refuse to deal with it, let me tell you something. You will always hurt. You will always be offended. You will constantly offend people. That's just what you walk in. And so whenever you see, uh, whenever you are around these types of individuals, whenever you are around these types of, of people, um, you have to be able to use wisdom and say, okay, I'll let you go because I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to let you hinder me. I'm not going to let you hold back, hold me back. Let me tell you something. When we refuse to operate in forgiveness, it hinders us. God cannot release you to do the next thing that he has for you. Let me tell you how we know now. Again, I want to say that it is very obvious that what he went through, Kirk Franklin went through, was very painful. People have to understand that some of your greatest creative moments will come from out of a place of pain. There, some of my greatest songs that I have ever written are some of my greatest sermons that I have ever preached. They came during a time where I was going through the most pain.
And, you know, you look at his track record of songs that he has written over the years. That lets you know that he has seen and been through a lot of pain. But another way that you know that he has had to go through the process of forgiveness is that God has released him to produce so many songs. Let me tell you why some of you are in a holding pattern and you have not been released to move forward because there is still things on the inside of you that you are harboring and you are telling yourself or making yourself believe that you are justified to hold on to it. Let me tell you something. You are not justified to hold on to, you are not justified to hold on to stuff that God is trying to tell you to let go of. I know that it hurt. Nobody's denying that it hurt. Come on, look at Joseph. Joseph is one of our greatest examples. If anybody could have come back and used their power to kill people, it could have been Joseph. He was the governor over Egypt. The only other person that had a higher office than him was Pharaoh. He was right underneath Pharaoh. So he had power to execute commands and the people under him would have had to listen to him or he could have had them killed. But the Bible says that when the very people, I want you to hear me. Somebody needs to hear. I feel the Holy Ghost. We were supposed to be doing some more things in the broadcast, but I don't think that we're going to do it. And because um, I, I feel like I need to stay right here. Uh, the very people that tried to kill him. Come on. We're not talking about we get hurt when we find out that people are talking about us. This man was, was almost murdered. They threw him in the pit, but remember, they only threw him in the pit so that they can begin to start making plans to kill him. And it was Reuben that spoke up and said, we cannot kill him. He wanted to go back and go get him. But by the time that he went back for him, the Ishmaelites had already come and taken him. And so, and, and, and so, uh, uh, we know from the story, we know from the story that they wanted to kill him, but yet the Bible says that when they showed up on the scene that he did not take, he did not abuse his power. The Bible says that he did not abuse his power. And instead the Bible says that what he ended up doing was feeding them. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. Uh, uh, we can learn a thing or two from Joseph. We can learn a thing or two from Joseph because he could have, he could have taken them out and he would have been justified to do it. I want you to hear me. Let me tell you something. Nobody is judging you for wanting to take them out. Nobody's judging you for wanting to hate them, for wanting to hold a grudge. What they did to you was disgusting. Come on, I'm speaking prophetically to somebody on here today or somebody that's listening through the Fish Fishbowl Radio Network. What they did to you was disgusting. And let me tell you something, they meant to do it. 
what you what you experienced and and what you what because sometimes what we do is we begin to say to ourselves surely they didn't mean to do that because some of the things that people some of the things that people will do to other people it will and the thing of it is it's christians that will do it sometimes it'll make you wonder like you know maybe they didn't really mean to do that maybe it's all in my head no it's not all in your head they meant to throw you in that furnace they wanted to see you burn they wanted to, they had already come up with an alibi of what they were going to tell the other people when they began to, remember with Joseph's brothers, they made up an alibi. They went back and told their daddy, they said, we found his robe, it's blood all on the robe. And, uh, we believe that a lion came along and ripped them apart. They, that was their alibi. Let me tell you something. People are nasty. You better have a discerning heart. Come on, some of you are getting ready to let some old people back up into your life. And I'm telling you, the spirit of the Lord today is shouting at you and telling you, don't do this. Because if you let them back up in your life, there is no telling what type of havoc they're going to reap. There's no telling what they're going to do to you. Do not let them back. They showed you who they were the first time. Believe them. Come on. The old people used to say that if they show you, if a person shows you who they are, you better believe it. And so the Bible says that Joseph's brothers, they came up with this alibi. But then the Bible says that when they showed up in Egypt, when Joseph could have cut them off and said, I'm not giving you a doggone thing. And as a matter of fact, let me tell you why I'm not giving it to you, because I'm Joseph. You remember me? The Bible says that they didn't even recognize their own brother. Let me tell you something. Some of you, uh, God is going to put you in a place or put you in a situation where you are going to be face to face with the person that did you wrong. The only difference is this time when you meet back up with them, you would have already been elevated and promoted. The very thing that they wanted to stop you from receiving, you're about to get. And when you stand up before them, I can hear the spirit of the Lord saying, whatever you do, do not hold it against them. Do because I did not put you in this place of power so that you can play Russian roulette with people's destinies. And so now you're doing to them what they tried to do to you. They didn't want you to get the promotion. Now you got the promotion. Now you're trying to block them from getting promoted. No, forgive them. Let them go. Let the spirit of God deal with people. Because let me tell you something. The spirit of God knows how to humble a person better than you can. When Joseph's brothers went through what they went through, they got humbled because they had to then go back and confess to their dad, this is what we did. And we did it because we were jealous of the relationship that you, you know how embarrassing that is when the person has to go back and eat humble pie. Come on, look at Haman. The Bible says that he wanted Mordecai dead and he was trying to manipulate. I feel the Holy Ghost. Some of you right now, 
You are, you are a part of a manipulative scheme that the enemy has tried to reel you into. But I hear the Holy Ghost say on today that God is revealing the plans of the enemy and he is cutting the strings that they've tried to attach you to. You are not anybody's puppet and you will not be manipulated. The Bible says that Haman, he tried to manipulate the situation and set up Mordecai to try to get him to be hung. And the Bible says that the harness that he set up for Mordecai ended up being his own harness. Let me tell you something, baby. God has a better way of turning the situation around and humbling the person that thought that, that, thought that they needed to humble you. God has a better way of humbling them than you ever would. There is no plan and there is no scheme that you can come up with better than God. Let God humble them because I'm telling you that by the time that he gets through finish humbling them, they're going to come back to you and they're going to apologize. Oh yeah, they're going to do it. But let me tell you something. Here's the thing about God. It is a dangerous thing when you live your life waiting on people to apologize. You'll, baby, let me tell you something. You'll sit up here and you'll wait and you'll be in your 80s and right now you're in your 30s. Don't be sitting up here waiting on people to come in the park. Go and live your life. Go and do the thing that they said that you would never be able to accomplish. Come on, Joseph. He had to go through the process, but the vision and the dream that they got jealous over, he ended up accomplishing it, but he had to keep on pushing. Come on, I need for somebody to gain strength on today, and I need for you to get back up, and I need for you to push. Don't you sit there waiting on people to come back and say sorry to you. They're not going to do it until the Holy Spirit deals with them. They're not going to do it because pride is going to block them. You got to go on and you got to do what Kirk Franklin did. You got to go on and you got to continue to write that music, publish that music. You got to go out and start that ministry. You got to go out and you got to walk in the business that God has given to you. But whatever you do, don't you dare sit there and wait for them to come and say sorry, because I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. But God wants to bring you to a place. He wants to bring you to a place where you forget about what they've done to you. Oh, oh, don't tell me that you can forgive, but you can't forget. Come on. Yes, you can. You can forget about what it is. Now, when I say forget, it does not mean that you might not have a memory of what they did, but you forgot how bad it hurt you. The Bible says that Joseph gave birth to two boys and one of them was named Manasseh and the name of Manasseh meant God has caused me me to forget all of my toil. Let me tell you something. God wants to bring you to a place where you don't even remember the pain. Come on, can I say it how I feel it? God wants to bring you to a place where you don't even remember the hell that they, that Okosha. You don't even remember the hell that they sent you through. You don't even remember or recall the pain, recall the sleepless nights 
nights and the nights where you were up tears. Let me tell you something. God wants to bring you to a place where you are able to laugh about something that used to make you cry. Come on, can I prophesy to about 10 of you on this afternoon, those of you that are tuned in, let me prophesy to you and tell you that you are getting ready to laugh at what made you cry. Come on, what caused you to be overwhelmed? What caused you to what caused you to be depressed? You're about to laugh at it. The Bible says, then was our tongue filled with singing, or then was our tongue filled with laughter, and our and our mouth was filled with singing. God is getting ready to make you laugh over the thing that caused you much pain and that caused you much, much tears. You look at Kirk Franklin now. This man is a multi-millionaire writing songs. People, if people heard that he wanted to produce one of their songs, they would be a fool not to go to him and say yes, because they understand that anything that he touches, it turns to gold. And so God took him from being a boy that didn't know who he was, being a boy that dealt with rejection and abandonment. God took his story and changed it into being a man that now everybody wants to be around. Everybody wants to connect with. Come on, that's what God wants to. God took Joseph from being a, a boy, a 17-year-old kid that 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 uh, was rejected and that was thrown away, literally thrown away and left for dead. God took it and changed him into a person that now gave commands on behalf of a nation. Come on, in these last two minutes, I want to encourage you and I want to let you know that God is getting ready to elevate you to a place of power. But I hear the Lord say, do not, do not take advantage of this place of power because I have placed you here so that you can be a help to my people, not so that you can become prideful and lord this position over other people. I have placed you here so that you can be a help to other people, not so that you can lord your status over other people, not so that you can constantly shove down people's throats who you are. That's not why God has given it to you. I hear the Lord say, do not become like the people that got you to where you are. Because whether if you like it or not, the very people that did you wrong, they they, they got you ready for where you are right now. If, if, if it was not because of all the stuff that you went through, you would not be able to handle what you are walking in now. Come on, we're getting ready to end this show, but I want to encourage you on today and I want to let you know, I want to let you know that in spite of the rejection, in spite of the abandonment that you have, that you have experienced your whole life, God still has a plan for you. He's not forgotten about you. He has not forgotten about you. He remembers your name. And I'm telling you, he's going to blow your mind. Come on, if you were blessed by today's broadcast, let me see some hearts. Let me see some likes. I was going to talk about in the second half of the show, I was going to talk about the overwhelmed woman, but it looks like I'm 
we're going to talk about that and deal with that <clears throat> another time. But today, time just got a, got ahead of us. But I love y'all so much. I'm so thankful once again for your support on a weekly basis. Thank you for those hearts. If it was not for your support, I wouldn't be able to be here. Look, let me tell you something. You can help me by, by giving into this ministry. This ministry is sponsored by K Chanel Ministries and you can be a blessing by giving into this ministry. Our giving information is right up above my head. Let me tell you something. What I do on a weekly basis, uh, it is a sacrifice, but I believe this is what God has told me to do. And uh, if you ever want to be a blessing to this ministry, the giving information is right up above my head. Just click on it and you can give whatever amount that the spirit of God places on your heart. And when you do this, it helps us to be able to stay on the air. Also, there are other things that we are looking into doing in the month of October, y'all. It is going to be big. There's some stuff that God has placed on my heart heart that I'm going to be talking to you guys about very soon. And so when you give, it gives us the opportunity to be able to focus on vision. I'm so thankful for your support. Like I said, if you want to be a blessing to keep uh, to uh, K Chanel ministries, the giving information is right up above my head. And right after this broadcast, you can give and it certainly will help. Amen. I love y'all so very much. And remember, Wednesdays are for women. Love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great day.
Hello, hello.